Welcome to the Career Zone podcast, where each episode we spend some time focusing on something that's on students' minds right now. I'm your host, Rachel, Employability and Careers Consultant with the University of Exeter. You can catch up on all of our episodes by doing all of those subscribing and following things. We're on Spotify and iTunes. Hello, welcome to the Global Leaders Experience episode of the Career Zone podcast. My name is Lucy and I will be your host on today's episode. I recently graduated from Exeter and I am currently working as the Global Employability Support Officer for the Partnerships and Global Employability team. The Global Leaders Experience, also known as GLE, is an intensive, experiential and place-based learning programme, typically a week in duration, that is delivered as part of an outbound mobility experience. It is an exciting opportunity for students to boost their global and intercultural skills through combining an educational, cultural and real-world learning experience. This experience is aligned to the development of interdisciplinary knowledge and acquisition of high-level skills required for professional career paths. In small groups and working with students who are native to the host country, extra students undertake immersion visits to their assigned organisation where they will meet members of staff and hear about the impact and challenges of their day-to-day operations. Initially guided by the host organisations, Students generate ideas, solutions and business proposals designed to either enhance the work of the host organisation or create an entirely independent solution. In addition to the knowledge acquired in engaging with the local environment and challenges, the week is interspersed with interactive micro-teaching sessions. These are designed to support the participants in navigating tasks, reflecting on the benefits and impact of individual experiences and getting the absolute most from the programme. As a result of the pandemic, our in-person programmes paused and resumed in mid-2022. In this week's podcast episode, you will hear from three students who participated in our trip to Barcelona for the European Association for International Education's annual conference, here often referred to as EAIE. They worked as conference assistants here and this role was a key part of the conference, performing important tasks ranging from answering participant questions, assisting at registration pods, managing keys and information desks to assisting speakers, checking badges and gathering data for future conference improvements. The trip was a great success, but enough from me. Let's hear what our students have to say about their Global Leaders experience. Thank you all for joining me today on the podcast. To kickstart our discussion, I want you to cast your mind back to when you were considering applying. What made you decide to apply for this Global Leaders experience and how did you find the application process? It's, it's quite a while back now, but I believe it was an email that just sort of randomly appeared in my inbox and a little form that was very quick and easy to fill out. And yeah, it was a really good opportunity. Yeah, mine was kind of similar to Leighton's. I got an email from, I think it was the Global Opportunities team, and I saw Barcelona in the title um, because last year we did it in Barcelona and it immediately caught my eye. And so I did the application, which, yeah, it did not take very long. I think there was a prompt which said something like, why do you want to go and do this thing in Barcelona? And I was just a keen bean. So I I filled that in and, yeah, heard back a couple of weeks or months later and eventually got it. So it was great. Yeah, similar with me. Thinking back to that application process, did you feel supported in the assessment centre? The assessment centre was, if I remember correctly, it was the group work where we had to do like various survival situations and things like that. I remember that being quite a good opportunity to get familiar with the group interview format because uh, that's becoming a seemingly much more popular uh, method of getting through a lot of camp- uh, candidates at the same time. 
so it was definitely good in that sense to just sort of get a bit familiar with that process and how uh, group interviews actually work. Yeah, I remember the same. It was quite informal. I remember being a bit nervous for it, but it was really nice. And everyone that we spoke to was really welcoming. And I even when I ended up going on the trip, I recognised some of the people from the assessment centre. So that was nice. We had some stuff to talk about. But yeah, it was it was pretty chill and everyone was really welcoming. Yeah, I can definitely agree with that. I think I believe myself and Leighton were actually in the same like mini breakout room on that Zoom assessment centre. And yeah, it was some pretty fun situations. They were basically testing how well we contributed to like group debates and discussions. So the classic, not having your voice dominate the situation, but making sure your point was heard. And that definitely provided some transferable skills for the conference itself. But yeah, it was a pretty chill, fun morning. I was also a little bit nervous and then I was at ease pretty much right away. And then, yeah, I believe the majority of applicants, I then met them at Gatwick Airport a few months later, so everything went well. <laughs> That's nice to hear that your group report developed and since having the application process and the assessment centre all together. Ben, maybe you could expand upon the skills that you developed from the assessment centre and transferred to the conference. Yeah, definitely. I mean, the task I remember most vividly was when we were presented with a list of about 20 different objects because the situation was that you just survived a um, plane accident or a plane crash landing in a rainforest and you had to identify, I think it was seven of the 20 objects as the ones that you'd find essentially um, the most important. It was always this case that we'd agree on about five of them and then have two up for discussion among the other 15. And it was just about decision making like quick on your feet clearly at the conference you don't find any situations quite as life and death threatening as that but there's a lot of a lot of moments in which we like okay how many people do we delegate over to go and look after this talk or to go and register this group of people who've suddenly come in so it's just about quick thinking and yeah just having the common sense and initiative really so it's a good warm-up for that absolutely I found that some of the exercises that we did in the interview assessment centre they were similar in the fact that we didn't have heaps of preparation time. We were sort of thrown into a group and had to figure it out kind of on our own. And I think that some of the situations at the EAIE conference were similar to that in that some things you didn't necessarily have training for, you kind of just had to figure out as as they came to you. So I think that was nice because it sort of gave us an expectation for it in a sense. Did you go into the process with the experience of something similar? Meg, maybe we can start with you. Yeah, so I had never worked abroad before, so it was a new experience for me. I'm sure many of the other people who went on the trip hadn't worked abroad either. I'd travelled a bit, but I've never been anywhere by myself. So it was a bit of a daunting experience, but we were kind of all in it together, which was nice. And getting the chance to go abroad is definitely a new experience that I'd really recommend to anyone who hasn't tried it before. Because as much as you are put in situations where you are by yourself, you do have other people to rely on if you need them as well. Yeah, I can concur with that because I'd also been lucky enough to travel before. Even I'd been to Barcelona one time before as well, but never in any kind of sense other than a bit of family time. So to work abroad was definitely a new experience. I had, in fact, worked at a much smaller scale conference, um, about 250 people, a local volunteering group. But this was um, 6,000 people, uh, which sounds daunting, but in the end it really wasn't. You just got used to the whole vibe of it. Yeah, I mean, felt pretty supportive the whole way through. Like, there was a big team of us, a big team of staff, both, uh, mostly the EAIE staff. Um, they were especially helpful. You, you get like a welcome afternoon explaining everything as you get there. Our lack of experience of working abroad um, didn't hold us back whatsoever, I would suggest. 
for, for me personally, that was uh, my second time actually going abroad. And I'd gone abroad for the first time about a month before that actual trip because I was I wanted to get familiar with the airports and all that different aspects of the trip. Um, and I have to say that was actually completely unnecessary. Once we actually arrived at the airport, we were it was completely easy and we were guided. Even Paul made sure he'd printed off an extra copy of our tickets. So even if we'd <laughs> forgotten them, he had them for us, which I definitely utilised. But, but besides that, um, yeah, it was actually a very uh, simple process. And I don't think it, if you hadn't have uh, gone abroad before, I don't think it sh you should let that deter you from uh, going on the trip at all. Great. That's great to hear. Thank you. Moving off of that then, Ben, maybe we could start with you. How important do you feel it is to have an understanding of the world beyond the UK and why? I think it's really vital because, as we can see, um, the world is ever globalising, even post-pandemic. That was not a big hindrance to it. So every time you walk down a street in the UK, you're going to come across people who have different backgrounds, maybe speak different languages. And it's just about understanding and being empathetic towards those of different situations and also having the curiosity to find out about other people's lives because even if we have privileged lives back here at home, there's other people who have incredible times over in countries like Spain or the Netherlands or wherever. And in terms of job markets as well, I mean, I'm particularly interested in this since I do study Spanish at university. So looking ahead to my future, um, working, living in Spain or the Hispanic world is something I'd be especially personally interested in. So the whole conference is able to kind of set the ball rolling on that, you know. And I think everyone can be enriched if they're fortunate enough to go abroad or at least to understand the world from having spoken with people who have been abroad or come from other places. I think it's just vital. It's just a part of the modern person skill set, really. You mentioned there that going to Barcelona had influenced your plans for the future, being a Spanish student, Ben. I wonder, um, Megan Layton, how did you find this experience? in terms of your own career development and has it impacted your future plans? Yeah, so having not worked abroad before, I wasn't really sure what to expect and whether or not I'd enjoy it. But after the experience, I can definitely say that it's something that I would love to continue in my career if possible. There were, I think, over 6,000 delegates at the conference and they were from 80 different countries. So we got to speak to a large variety of people and hear a lot of different experiences about people's work and different people that work abroad. And having spoken to some of these people, they made it very clear to me that it's something that I'd love to do in the future, just because telling me about, oh, you know, last month I went to Spain the week before I was in Italy and stuff like this and it just sounded really fascinating to me and having gone it felt like a really nice way to be quite independent because you know you're moving away from someone like myself who's only lived in England my whole life and getting to see the rest of the world of which there's a lot to explore so I definitely say that I would like to take travel into my career if possible it'd be great. I think to for me personally to add to that the way it influenced my future was uh, way more concerned with uh, the networking side of things so I was very lucky to have met quite a few delegates who are involved within the edtech uh, sector and I connected with them on LinkedIn and hopefully um, when I graduate I'll be able to reach out to them so in that sense there was a direct impact on my future as I was able to use the time there effectively to meet and talk to actually and introduce myself to a lot of the delegates who are involved in careers um, you know I might be potentially interested in pursuing so in that aspect yeah. Yeah LinkedIn was definitely a big aspect of our trip in fact we'd have a little 
LinkedIn mm-hmm. post making connecting sessions on our breaks. Yeah. Um, so even when we weren't working, we were thinking about it. And yeah, I've got we've all got burgeoning LinkedIn accounts now. So I think my biggest piece of advice for anyone going would be make a LinkedIn account before you go so you can share it with the delegates because they're all lovely and all want it as well. But yeah, definitely the networking aspect is really important because the overall language of the conference, of course, was English. There were some non-English speakers. There were some, of course, Spanish speakers, which helped me because I was on the registration team, so able to speak in Spanish as well, um, to an extent. But yeah, I think overall the book, the combination of the immersion in working in a foreign environment and being able to network with people across the world is going to be beneficial for everyone who went. I've really enjoyed reading your testimonies on LinkedIn as well. It's been fascinating insight into what you got up to. On that note then, could you tell me some of your highlights working as a, as a conference assistant? Yeah, so for me, I think the highlight of my entire trip there would be running the campfire pod sessions, which were, I'd say there were around uh, around 50 delegates that would sit around in a sort of circle. And it was a very sort of informal vibe there, but it was also very con- uh, conducive, uh, good conversation because of that informal aspect of it. Um, and so I was able to get involved myself with a lot of these sessions as a student and uh, monitoring and making sure that everything was going smoothly. So that opportunity to participate in the sessions themselves was definitely a, a highlight of my experience and made the, my enjoyment of the whole trip much higher. I, I completely forgot about the, the campfire pods, but I remember myself and Ben, we were putting one together mm-hmm. um, and it was really nice because we were talking about how, what was it, how... The oh, student experience, uh, yeah, student experiences throughout the pandemic because yeah, mm-hmm. there were the delegates to out their their point of view as being a teacher, and then we could compare our student mm-hmm. experiences, couldn't we? Yeah, so we got to talk about how our university experience was affected by COVID. And it was really nice to just see the different perspectives. So obviously myself and Ben, we were at uni and we were affected by it in first year. But we got to hear it from the perspective of the teachers and professors and such who were actually teaching it and had to see the struggles from that side. So that was really interesting. But um, I'd say probably my main highlight was maybe on the first day, the first proper day of the conference. So after we'd done all the training and everything, but when the delegates actually started coming in. And just being completely overwhelmed by like the the mass of people, but also the nice fast pace of the event and having hundreds of people coming and asking you for help and stuff like that. And then actually feeling like I was being quite useful at the event, which was really nice too. But it's just a really nice company and being involved with it was really fun. And I just remember being quite amazed and kind of proud of myself as well at that point when we just had loads of people coming up to you speaking different languages and having to explain that you only speak English but then like being useful and pointing people in the right direction and just being part of such a large-scale event was was really nice I thought. I think another big highlight for myself was the ability to meet not only hundreds of delegates but also to meet and make connections with fellow extra students and also students from Pompeo Fabra University nearby in Barcelona and also the Erasmus Network students too. So between us we covered most of Europe between our nationalities and despite there being quite a few of us extra students I had never met a single one of my fellow extra students in person beforehand mm. mostly because a, a good chunk of them came from the Penryn campus actually which is somewhere I've not still not actually um, been fortunate enough to go visit yet. But to me, um, lots of people from um, Streatham, from Penryn and from across Europe was really cool. And I'm still in contact with the majority of them now. So, yeah, definitely. I think there's a few EAIE volunteer meetup 
um, or post Barcelona meetups potentially in the offing. So yeah, it's definitely been good to make friends that way. Yeah, that's really wonderful to hear. I know that it was such a diverse group of people and just the number of colleagues that you would have met would have been a really eye-opening experience. Yeah, I think it was it, it's it's an enjoyable process to meet a lot of different people. I think, yeah, it's it's an interesting one because, you know, we all have these sort of cultural differences that may make it hard for us to communicate. But besides those differences, I think, you know, they serve to enrich um, relationships as opposed to like, diminish, you know. So uh, those differences make your interactions much more uh, just yeah rich. Um, it's, it's much more enjoyable to meet uh, with somebody that you might not be able to directly relate to because there's a lot of a lot you can learn from each other um, I find. I think I'd attempt to add that one thing I definitely initially felt but then it kind of went away was like the imposter syndrome of being some English university student only aged like 19 surrounded by all these international academics who've had successful careers doing incredible research all around the world and then you suddenly realise uh, once as soon as you put on your EAIE t-shirt you treated like one of them and everyone's really friendly and they they're as interested in you as you are in them yeah it was definitely like showing me the similarities between people from across the world because of course the majority of people were from europe but i met people from countries like south africa and brazil as well japan so it was definitely really rewarding to feel like a part of this like global family in a way even if it's just a family for a week or for a few days yeah i'd say the whole interculturality aspect was really fascinating and really rewarding one thing that I kind of wasn't really expecting as well is that we also got to meet a lot of different ages of people in that we were working as conference assistants, but we also had the assistance from the other universities. So where were they, Ben? It was Pompeo Fabra, the Barcelona one, okay. and also about the Erasmus Network. Yes, yeah. So there were other people our age there, which was really nice to connect with them, but also the delegates themselves and some of the speakers that we got to speak to as well. They were people who were in like the peak of their career or um, a lot older than us. But I remember certain times at the conference, such as the opening ceremony, we got to mingle alongside these people and talk to them. And it was really nice to speak to someone who is in a really great point in their career, who can kind of give you some sort of guidance and speak to you about how they got there. And I have a couple of memories of speaking to people who were maybe in their 40s or 50s. And I didn't really feel like there was an age difference. They were just speaking to us and guiding us. And it was really nice to meet people who we kind of aspire to maybe be like because they have really cool jobs <laughs> to end then this is a bit of a difficult question to ask but if you if i was to ask you three words to encapsulate your global leaders experience what would they be my three words would be exciting rewarding and phenomenal i rate that i rate that i'd say my three would be unique entertaining and i guess stimulating like there was never a moment you were bored so simulating definitely i think my three would be i'm gonna go with eye-opening as one word with a hyphen <laughs> and maybe fun it just was a good time and <laughs> positive <laughs> like it was just such a great trip so i think the whole experience quite fondly nice thanks guys those are some great words there sign up for rotterdam yeah Sign up to Rotterdam. Brilliant. Thank you guys so much for joining us today on this podcast and for sharing your experiences on the AIE Barcelona conference. It's been really insightful and I'm sure you will inspire this year's students to apply for EAIE Rotterdam 2023. 
Thank you very much. This was the Career Zone podcast brought to you by the University of Exeter Career Zone. Check out iTunes and Spotify to keep up with all of our regular releases. And if you'd like us to cover something else in another episode, just send us a message, hashtag careerzonepodcast at UOE Careers on Twitter or at UOE Career Zone or at UOE Cornwall Career Zone on Instagram. And we'll follow up in one of the next episodes.